Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Critical Podcast. I'm your host, Jimmy Good, and joining me this week is an incredibly special guest, my friend, Christine, a.k.a. Ivy Winter. Christine, how are you doing? I am doing great. I'm excited to be back. I'm excited to hear your thoughts on things. This is going to be a very exciting episode. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm glad too, because uh, what we've been doing now for a while is I love having people on the show, as I always have. And Christine, you've been on plenty of times now. Mm-hmm. It's always a treat. It's always a pleasure. And please, I'll say this at the end too, but go check out her channel, uh, Ivy Winter, over on YouTube. She talks about a bunch of Disney stuff. And as you can see, uh, you know, I'm a Disney guy. And uh, I love talking about that. We're not going to talk too much Disney today, though, because I like to give Christine an ability to like not just be a Disney person for like like five seconds. But we're talking about one of Christine's favorite movies today, which is a pop star, Never Stop, Never Stopping. I can't believe I got the title right. I was so yeah. I was like looking at it because I kept wanting to say like Never Stop, Never Popping or something. But anyway, uh, this is one of your favorite films, uh, just in general and maybe I'm, yeah for those who don't know about it tell us why you love it tell us what it's about sure um so this movie came out i want to say it was like 2016 very good yeah right? you're right, right? Yeah. <laughs> um and i am very picky about comedies like super picky like a lot of the movies that people love i just i'm just like I just don't find it funny. This just isn't for me. Um, and so when I love a comedy, it's like a big deal because I don't I don't really gravitate to a lot of like the big ones. I don't know, like Pineapple Express and like all those things that came out. Like I wasn't really actually a big Jude Apatow fan, which is interesting because he has actually some, uh, uh, you know, he actually worked on this, this movie. Um, but... So when I came across this movie, I actually saw it with Rob in theaters oh, really? because Rob, like me, is a really big fan of who is in it. And so this movie is um, created by The Lonely Island, um, which is Andy Samberg and two of his childhood friends um, who also wrote for Saturday Night Live when he was on Saturday Night Live. So even though Andy was kind of like the face of a lot of the music that they were writing for like the digital shorts, his two friends um, did a lot of the writing. And as a trio, they're at the Lonely Island. And they put out like full albums of like the stuff that came out on Saturday Night Live. And so I've been a long time fan of them. Like we're talking all the way from the first digital short Lazy Sunday, like all the way up to now. Um, And I was following this movie before it even like came out like that's how big of a fan i am and so was rob and we were like oh we're so excited because we knew this meant more music and i find their music hilarious and yet oddly incredibly catchy Mm -hmm. like if you took the absurd context out of their songs and they were just regular pop songs you'd be like wow this is like a radio hit except it's not because their humor is ridiculous um and we went to see it in theaters. We loved it. And it bombed. Like, it was, it, it did. Yeah, like, yeah. it just didn't, people just didn't go see it. Um, it just did not do well in the box office. Um, most people I know didn't even know it, like, came out, didn't even know it existed. Um, and I have just been such a strong, like, proponent for this movie. Like, I've introduced it to people who were just like, this is like whatever and most people i've shown it to love it like i showed it to my husband he loved it he showed it to his in-laws they are you know his parents are my in-laws they loved it um i showed it's like my brother and he like people people are like i don't know what this is and then they get into it and they're like oh this is like really great um so the whole the whole premise of the movie is a mockumentary um it's kind of like i like to say that is like the two the late 2000s version of Spinal Tap, if you've ever seen that. Like it's the same sort of idea of like, we're following around um, a band or in this case, like a single pop star and it's shot like a documentary. Um, And the idea is that Andy Samberg plays um, this character, Connor For Real. He used to be in this rap group with the other two that are very much like the BC boys. Like mm-hmm. that's kind of the vibe that they they give. And then he goes off on his own to do like a solo career because they have a falling out. 
And so it's supposed to follow like him launching his next album and like how big it's going to be. Um, and it doesn't do so well at bombs. So then they try to like bring on another rapper and it's basically the whole, it's that whole, it's just making fun of pop music. I feel like, yeah. like the title itself is actually making fun of a Justin Bieber documentary that came out like a couple of years prior. Um, the music itself is references so many different kinds of, of popular music over the years. So like all of the songs, like you can kind of tell like what artists they're trying to emulate. Um, and that's it. I mean, it's just like a really fun, ridiculous movie. It's got Tim Meadows in it. Um, oh, who else is in it from Saturday Night Live? She's trying to sell the fridges. I'm blanking on oh, who it is. Maya Rudolph. Yes, Maya Rudolph. Yeah. Um, of course, because, you know, they have that Saturday Night Live poll, right? To, like, get all these, like, comedians. Yeah. Um, the one comedian who plays, like, the younger, cooler rapper that, like, joins him on his tour yeah. um, is not actually – he's not, like, a big name, but he's really, really funny yeah. in this movie. That's, like, how I discovered him. Um, and, of course, it has an amazing soundtrack because that's what they do. They, like, put out music for this. Um and I obsessively listen to the album all the time because I think it's so great. But it's just, yeah, it's just absolutely nonsense. Like, like I don't try to pretend that it's anything, but but I actually think there's like a weird heart to the movie and the yeah, story that you sure. kind of don't expect. Oh, totally. Because you just assume like these guys are just going to come up with absurd humor and like that's it. But there's actually like, you know, kind of touching moments there. And Michael Bolton. So, you know. And Justin Timberlake. Oh my God. I'm like remembering all these great people who are in this movie. Yep. It's such a good movie. Yeah. I feel like that's one thing that it kind of, it would be hard if you don't know about the music industry or like these kind of famous people. Like there's a yeah. lot of that in this. And if you don't get the joke that like you make Justin Timberlake into like his personal chef and Justin Timberlake tries to sing at one point, they're like, Hey, shut up. Like just go back to yeah, counting yeah, carrots. Yeah. And it's like, that's really funny if you know within the confines. And I think it's even funnier too that he's in it because it's like, a little bit almost of like his trajectory of like from in sync where it's like he went off and did his own thing and he's like i would never go back to like you know the group right in sync so i thought i was like oh i thought they were gonna make a joke about that and they just never did and i was like oh, i was like he's right there yeah uh, but, but it's there yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have like adam levine as like a hologram and stuff oh my and god it's like, yes it's <laughs> like oh my gosh um yeah, yeah. okay Seal, so this, seals in it yes yeah, seal, seals in it uh i think i remember seeing a trailer for it with with seal in it and the wolves and stuff i might <laughs> yes. be wrong because i saw that moment and i was like oh yeah i remember this thing and i was like oh yeah it's so weird uh like bill Hader's in it really briefly as oh, like the guitar guy so and i yeah. just watched barry so i'm just like uh, like it was really weird <laughs> i was like it was very different um yeah but so this is one of your favorite like comedies one of your favorite movies of all time yeah, I mean, and it's one of those things where it's heartbreaking that I know that I didn't do well. Like, I wanted it to do well because I actually do think it's a really funny movie, but most people just don't know it enough to, like, give it a chance. But it is, it is a movie that, like, I can just throw on whenever and I will always just sit down and watch it and laugh. Like, there's just... I, like, I think the writing is really good. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. I just I just love it. It's just so absurd and I love it. Good. I'm glad you love it because I think it's garbage. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I, I was like, I'm just going to say that to it just as a joke. I wish I could have watched it like any comedy. I think it works better with a group, you know, because like you get other people who are laughing yeah. at things and like sometimes somebody else finds something that's really funny. Like yeah. for you mentioned Pineapple Express in the beginning. I saw that in theaters with friends and mm -hmm. one of my friends was like, he was like trying, he was like upset that we were all laughing so much, which made it even funnier. So like that kind of thing, I think like it perpetuates the hilarity <laughs> of the fair. situation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there's like a few times I was like, oh, I get what they're going for here. And it was very much like, kind of like what I expected, but I wanted to give it a fair shake because mm -hmm. I was like, you know what, Christine, this is one of her favorite movies. And I know, but you so also said you aren't a big Andy Sandberg fan going in. I and tried. So, okay, you here's, know. okay, here's the reason. And as I told you off air, <laughs> I know a guy in real life who looks and sounds just like him. And I know that I shouldn't hold that against him, but on, and I watched a few seasons of Brooklyn Nine-Nine and he was like maybe my least favorite character on that show because I liked everybody else more because I thought there was more interesting things about it. I know, I'm okay. sorry. I he does get better. I will say this first season, Jake Peralta, his character is like fine. Yeah. 
he actually gets better as a character. Okay. I agree that the other ones are definitely stronger. Yeah, I just like I just like Captain Holt. I was like, oh, he's so much more. Oh, I love Captain Holt. Uh, <laughs> Not to diverge. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but so this film, I thought it was interesting to like see the like it almost felt like a behind the scenes almost on like Lonely Island in a sense because it was kind of like yeah. a little bit. Uh, and I thought some of it there was stuff in this movie that made me it was more like scoff at like how ridiculous it was, and I think a yeah. lot of that came in the form of his second album being like him completely out of touch and just like writing songs that are like, like hyper offensive or just right. like make no sense at all. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, like he can, he can get away with this in the, like the confines of this film because it's just like a complete joke. And like later right. on, he understands that he's like, Oh yeah, that was really offensive. And I shouldn't have done that. But uh, some of that stuff was pretty funny and it's just like absurdist, you know, like some of the stuff that happens, you're like, Oh, Oh my gosh, yeah. this is happening now. Yeah, like, like the wolves. The wolves thing is probably the most absurd. Like, and there's a lot of absurd things that happen <laughs> in that movie. I think that is one of the most absurd scenes because you're just like, I don't understand what's or the or the B scene I've... where they cut the camera. Yeah, yeah. And you just hear. So here's what's. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that one was kind of ridiculous. That was ridiculous. <laughs> the funny thing is, is um, they came out with a special edition Blu-ray, which I do not have. Um, but an artist created a lithograph of what he thought that scene looked like. So it's this amazing lithograph of of his character and Tim Meadows' character with the flamethrower and the giant queen bee, and like that, that comes as part of the the Blu-ray. And I thought that was really cool. But like, it, it's kind of a stupid gag <laughs> to yeah. be like this big amazing thing is happening, and of course the cameraman shut off the camera and you can't see it. Uh, you know, ha ha ha. But I mean, aside from that, yeah, and the wolf thing was just like. Where did that even come from? Yeah. I don't know. If, was that like Seal's idea? Who that, even knows? Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw that image and I was so excited because it got to that portion and I was like, maybe they're going to cut back and it's just going to be like him with like a flamethrower fighting off like giant bees or something. I was like, this is going to be incredible. And then yeah. it just doesn't. And I was like, ah, oh, like I get it. Like it's a budget thing. And this movie had a budget, I think, of like $20 million, roughly. That's what oh, I looked up. Yeah. And it made about $9 million at the box office. So sad. Yeah, and usually we double the budget for marketing, but there wasn't a ton of marketing behind this one, so I there there wasn't, and I also think that that didn't help either. Um, they really didn't like, and like I said, I was following it because I'm a fan, and even that, it was like not easy to find a lot of information leading up to the movie. I don't remember there being like a lot of trailers before other movies or any of that. So, um, yeah, I definitely don't. I don't think that 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 helped but yeah i'm not sure too like i feel like this happens with a lot of like saturday night live like joints and this was not necessarily that but it felt like that where they kind of are like mm -hmm. all right they pull in the other comedians they'll do something on like the tonight show like they do in this one where they're just kind of like well we're probably in the same building so we're just gonna we're gonna film something over there and you're gonna pretend to be this character but like they don't really like blow up the way that you think they would you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you think like some of these would be like, wow, like this is this is the Lonely Islanders. They made a movie like, oh, my gosh, yeah. like this should be something that people ran out to see. But maybe it just again, maybe it just wasn't like enough people knew about it because I didn't know about it. Well, like, the previous movie that they worked on that actually I didn't watch until after this film was Hot Rod. And that one didn't do well either, but it has a cult following. And okay. I think I think that that's where a lot of the Saturday Night Live sort of you know, comedian movies, like, go to, except for, you know, obviously, like, Will Ferrell, you know, Adam Sandler, there's certain ones that have just, you know, blown up and done continuous big hits. Yeah. But for the most part, I think those other ones, it's like, you, like, either somebody who just, like, watched it and, like, loves it, or, like, nobody knows what it is. Yeah, oh, for <laughs> like, sure. How it is. Yeah, okay. Well, my question for you is, what's your favorite song from this one? Oh, man. I one of my favorite ones is probably the the um the one he does with Pink because Pink's also in yeah. it where, where <laughs> he tries to like sing this like gay pride anthem you know in support but at the whole time he's having like his, his own like masculine crisis so yeah. he has to keep saying I'm not gay in the lyrics because he's so worried that singing the song that and that's what makes his character like that was I mean it's such a good character moment yeah. to be like yeah he's kind of an idiot and he's kind of like a, a jerk <laughs> that he's like 
oh, I want to do this thing, which you can tell he does it for the clout, right? Yeah. It's, it doesn't come across that he it's like cares so much. But at the same time, he wants to distance himself from it so badly. And I love as the song's going on, even Pink's like looking at yes. him like, what is happening right so now? Good. And the best part is at the end. Well, so yeah, there's a lot of, because it's a documentary, they cut to these other musicians as if they know the band and they know them really well. And they cut to Ringo Starr and he goes, I don't even know why he's singing about gay marriage equality. That yeah. happened like three years ago. Yeah. Like, and and that, that just is like him trying to jump on the bandwagon, but jumping on it really late, which yeah. is like why he's failing. Um, I, other than that, my other favorite scene is the end. Um, the, the whole last song is just so unbelievable, <laughs> ridiculous and wonderful and ushers there and like it's just it's the culmination of of that entire movie just being absolutely absurd i love how like justin timberlake is the fish it felt like that katie, <laughs> yeah. katie perry shark thing that like when he came yes, out the fish yes i was like and, and if you don't know that you wouldn't really get the reference like it's still yeah. funny mm-hmm. but you wouldn't really get the reference um but i love how he's like i'm the fish like it's like a big deal that like, he can sing um and Michael Bolton came back for it, which is which is amazing. So I love I, I like that whole ending because it's like the most absurd song in the universe. Yeah. But it's so catchy. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, what is happening right now? Um, but like I said, I think the movie actually has some heart to it. I think it's cute. You know, they have that moment where <laughs> where like they bring his character to see the other old bandmate on his farm. Yeah. He's like that's one of them just gave up and was like I'm on I'm like you know going to farm now, um, and they have that whole moment where first he keeps blaming like Connor keeps blaming the other bandmate like he keeps trying to turn it around and he's like yeah and you know what I wrote most of the song okay you wrote some of it all right you wrote most of it and he's like but you know that's just because he's like you know I we were in the recording studio and I was kind of late. Okay. I was really late. And like, he's starting to like slowly apologize, you know, and you have this like character moment where it's like, he kind of realizes that he messed up. And, and I think there's like, there's like a sweetness to it. It's kind of weird though, wrapped in the absurdity of the rest of the movie that you're like, there is this like story of friendship. Yeah. But everything else is crazy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. It's uh, there's there's so much, there's a lot going on in this movie. Um, it is, it is there's it's all it's it's happening all at once. It feels like sometimes, <laughs> and I wish we could have had his character moments like the ones that are in the songs like that happen like in the real life stuff too, mm-hmm. where like he was constantly trying to like overcome these things, or like <laughs> there's just that song about the. <laughs> the osama bin laden stuff. oh my I was god like, yeah i was yep. like oh my gosh yep. like what say <laughs> like, no more so like and again i say this to people who haven't seen this movie if you had seen it you would be like oh i know what you're talking about and if and i can't explain it any further than that because uh it would kind of ruin the whole point of it but yeah. it's just so absurd uh and you just really have to you have to see it to understand it uh it's just like wow um i like they kind of did whatever they wanted in this movie and i think that's some of that freedom that you wouldn't get on snl because like with this they could oh, do yeah. anything they wanted you know oh, yeah. because it's like it's r-rated i can just say yeah anything but again i think it's just that commentary on like some of these artists who skyrocket to stardom and think that they can do anything and put anything out and it's going to be a success and it's not yeah you know um so yeah, it's, 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 the movie is that, like, I'm, my brain, I'm going through, like, all of these scenes now, and I'm like, oh my god, there, there is a lot going on. There's a lot going on. Um, but I love it. Also, I think some of the really good songs are surprisingly ones that are not, like, in the film. They're, like, in the credits, or they're on the album, like, if you listen to the album. Sure. Um, they're, they're there's some really good like credits music that didn't make it into like the full film. But um, yeah, I, so after I saw that movie, I remember saying to Rob, Oh man, I really wish they like went full tilt with this and like said, we're going to do a Connor for real concert. Like that would be hilarious. Probably would never make any money though. Right. Like nobody saw this, but last year, the lonely Island went on tour 
for their first tour that they've ever, ever, ever done. They've never, they've put out all this music for like, I don't know how many years. And they finally did a tour. And it was like that moment where I was like, oh my God, everything I ever wanted is realized. <laughs> so obviously I saw them <laughs> in concert and they did do, he did do a, a Connor for real snippet. He did like a few of his songs dressed up in character. Okay came out on like like this throne like it was crazy um but it was it was interesting because they went through basically like all of their biggest hits obviously but for that it was like in character and like in situation of that movie um which was really cool so it was a good concert yeah it was amazing. It was sold out. It was, okay. it was, I mean, I was gonna say, it'd be sad if it you, wasn't sold out. You, you and Rob sitting there alone. No, it was actually me and my husband, oh. Peter. Um, oh, Rob he, didn't go. No, because he had moved by this point. Oh, gotcha. It was last summer. Oh, um, he would have went if, if, yeah. Um, it was an outdoor concert, and so it was like on a rooftop. It was sold out. I mean, I've never. I can't say I've ever experienced standing in a whole crowd of people absolutely screaming the words to I'm on a boat, yeah. um, but I've done it now. Yeah. <laughs> and and people were so, had such a good time that like coming out of the concert, people were like still singing songs. There were people like driving cars, leaving the concert blasting like Lonely Islands. Like it was like, the, but it was funny because it's like they were comedy music group it's not like we just went to see beyonce yeah that's true but, but people were so um just i don't know it's just like such a it was like fun to to get together with a bunch of fans of something that niche mm -hmm. and then people just like carrying on that that energy after the show it was like so so fun totally um yeah, it was it was definitely the weirdest, but one of the most fun concerts <laughs> I've ever. Been. I feel like it's like a new age Weird Al Yankovic kind of situation, a little bit where it's like a, he's got yeah. like a following, they've got a following enough, and it's like if you meet fans of this thing, they're like they are the fans of it. They're not you're not like a passive fan, like you know a lot. Oh no, like this. everyone, including myself, is singing like every word to every song, and like Peter is like he's a fan of certain songs, but he's not not as like into it yeah and he was just looking around like what is <laughs> He's like, what did i get myself into what have i done basically yeah um, yeah well i was gonna say my favorite thing i don't think you'd be able to guess my favorite thing from this film do you want to take a shot in the dark quick is like you... your favorite song or your favorite scene just favorite, or... just favorite anything just take a shot i'd be amazed if you got it it's a small thing is it the funeral for his turtle? No, it's not the funeral. No. The funeral for his turtle is so yeah. Spoilers, uh, but yeah, that part, the whole like, it's like just Viking funeral, the, the Viking funeral, and then like all of like like his friends like jump into the pool, and he's just sitting, standing there, just like, like no, it is not that. It is the TMZ ripoff of CMZ. Yes! Which oh is so God. funny because so I've only seen TMZ like in snippets of this much. But, but you know enough. <laughs> they nailed it. And my favorite bit, I think it's Will Arnett. Mm -hmm. uh, so for anybody who doesn't know what TMZ is, TMZ is this kind of this pop culture or celebrity kind of like they try to get the scoop on everybody and they're kind of like they sit in an office and they kind of like make fun of celebrities and stuff and the main guy on the show is always like drinking from like some sort of like weird container cup thing with a straw yeah. and so they decided to like have will arnett do this eventually and then he put it down and then he bring up another one and they put it down and then two would be together and then he put those yeah. down and he'd bring it up and be like three taped together and they'd all just be laughing at each other and like, like in a fake laugh yeah like this like, you know, they don't even like each other yeah, yeah. <laughs> they hate everything and everyone and like one guy at one moment's like hey maybe he's trying to do that because he's trying to be like a good human being and they're all like no nah, of course not they're all like ah, ha, ha. And, like it was so funny they just cut back to it randomly yeah. which was so like that thing i thought was like wow good job guys like <laughs> yeah like, wow. it was like one of those weird little things that pops up maybe three times in the whole movie but like really adds like it's just so funny it's yeah. just so so yeah that is definitely I mean, and also will arnett like he's yeah. just so 
good. I, every um, time I think of him, I think of him in Blades of Glory as that brother sister combo, and he's laying on the bear rug, and he's he talks about the yeah. other the other two, and he's like, "What a couple of freaks!" And like, yeah. there, like holding this bear rug. Uh, he's so good, man. Will Arnett is just, he commits yeah. so fully to like the super creep. But yeah. yeah, I loved that. I thought it was just, I like that popped up. I'm like, what is this? I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, this is, I was like, you guys nailed it. Get yeah. It. I think the cameos are impressive in this yeah. movie. Like, I mean, they got everything. They got Mariah Carey. Like I said, we have Usher, like literally playing as like a big fan of them. Yeah. <laughs> just like the cutest thing. That's literally why I dance. Like, yeah. I, I love that whole thing. <laughs> Um, they had Ringo Starr. They had, um, oh my gosh, who's the guy I'm thinking of that always says, like, really? DJ Khaled. Okay. Um, I mean, yeah, like everyone that you could think of playing themselves, talking yeah. about a group that doesn't really exist as if they do and were like a big part of the music industry. It's like a really weird alternate reality, kind of. Um, but. Yeah, I think that's, I think that kind of, and those, they happen so quick, you yeah. know, they don't try to like lean too hard on like, look at this person we got. It just, it just happens really quick and mm -hmm. just naturally. And then you just got like, oh, oh, that's that, you know, and, and then that's it. And then they kind of just like move on. So yeah, because they could have easily done that. It could have been like, oh, hey, Mariah Carey's his best friend. And she would have to be like in a bunch more scenes and it would be yeah. like really forced to be like, that's yeah. not like. So I'm the most humble person I know. That whole bit, I was like, I can't believe they got her to say that. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was like. I think she knows. <laughs> yeah, it just I thought it was so funny because she said it and it was just like at the beginning I was like, Oh, it's gonna be this type of movie. I was like, they're gonna get people to say things like this and she was the only one who really had that. I thought they were gonna yeah. only try to make other people like I thought, you know, they get Ringo Starr to say something kind of demeaning about the Beatles or something. Yeah. Where you just you'd be like, you know, I, I was in a band, but nothing compared to these guys, you know. Like yeah. Uh, but yeah, I liked I did like the uh the cutaways to some of those people because I was like, okay, I get it. When they showed Questlove at first, I'm like, oh, there's like some Tonight Show stuff. And then they're like on the Tonight Show. I'm like, okay. I was like, it's like there he is. I was like, they just kind of pull people in. You yeah, know. that was actually an interesting scene too. The Jimmy Fallon, the like Tonight Show scene. Yeah. I actually really like that scene. You like that scene? Like he, he, they want to do the donkey roll. That's that. <laughs> freaking love that dance. That's the dance that the original Style Boys uh, put together. And they're like, and he's like, they're like, come on, do it. And he wants to be separated because he's like, well, I'm, you know, I'm me. I'm my own artist now. I don't want to go back to the old stuff. And it's like a really weird, uncomfortable moment where oh, yeah. he's forced to do this thing that he doesn't want to do. But like, it was, a, it was, it was actually a very interesting scene. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they he played it really well because, like, you know, there is like, oh, yeah, I saw one of your other buddies back there, the guy who he's <laughs> who I love, who the other. So the, yeah. the trio split up. One of them left. Um, you know, one of them went to the <laughs> forefront. And the last one is like, yeah, I basically just I am the DJ and I, I hit the play on, on on an iPod now. And then he's like, I'm listening to some Harry P. Yeah, <laughs> he's got exactly. a Harry Potter book on tape. <laughs> well, and they give him like this ridiculous huge helmet because EDM is all the rage. <laughs> it like shoots off a giant like like basically light beam to the sky and it plays like this really crazy noise. Yeah. <laughs> which it happens inadvertently one point. But I love so he comes out and like uh it like forces uh connor to to do this thing yeah. and he does it but he's like really resentful of it he's like i yeah. didn't like i didn't want to do this yeah. and uh, i was like i could that seemed like more realistic than most anything else it would almost be like if you got justin timberlake on and be like hey well guess what the rest of instincts back there you want to do bye 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 right now and he'd yeah be like, and you just throw it on the person like yeah. out of nowhere yeah yeah I, I think those scenes are the most interesting ones honestly even like the whole fight that they have in the limo like yeah. those are the moments where you actually get more insight into what's going on you know yeah oh totally that fight in the limo uh relatively distracting um at some moments which i was like I don't know like for me i was like oh man i was like i guess we're doing this now because i, I yeah. could kind of see where it was going to go and then it went in a very different direction um did you know that that was jude apatow i i believe it well now you do well <laughs> probably the only the only person who was willing to do that yeah i i bet i bet uh i was like oh okay uh it's like oh no um but yeah i was like nice to see them like uh you know throughout 
it wasn't just like, oh, they, I thought they were going to have him, the guy in Colorado, they were, he was just going to be like the one bandmate who was yeah. just always, they cut back to it and he's like, yeah, that guy sucks. And like, but no, it was kind of like trying to reform and rekindle that sort of thing, uh, which I'm glad that like, that's how the movie, like that was more the focal point. I also do love when they cut to him. Now I'm remembering all the names that they had because it was like Kid Connor, yep. Kid Contact, and Kid Brain. That was the names of the group. And Kid Brain's the one who does the farming. But they're like, he tried to do his own solo thing. And it's like that weird song, Things in My Jeep, and yeah. Park is on it. That's, that's, that was, oh that's the part that like Chester is singing in the song, which is sad because he passed, I think, like a year or two after that. Um, and, and I'm just like, what? What is good? Like, I love they just like cut to like him putting out this awful song. Yeah. <laughs> he just like, and for some reason that doesn't take off, but all the awful songs that Connor puts out take yeah. off. Yeah. Well, and then you get like the DJ doing his own thing later on, and he's like, yeah. this like, amazing, like everybody's loving it. And then he starts doing like his little vocal part, and everybody's like, yeah. oh, he's really bad at it. And he's just like, yeah, he's like, my, my singing sucks, but like everything else is pretty good. Like, you know, you're like, oh, like I feel bad for that guy. Cause yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, that big helmet you gave me, it's kind of giving me like back problems and stuff, and I can't really see out of it super well. And they're like, I just, they're like, shut up, you're not really part of this. And he's like, but I'm one of the, he's like, no, 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 you're not, you know, go yeah. have a meeting with somebody yeah. else. And it's like, oh, yeah. that poor guy. There is, a, there is a, I mean, it's interesting that for as silly of a movie it is, there is really like a lot of those little moments that make sense while it culminates to the big fight. Because if it just came out of nowhere, you'd be like, what? But you see the way that they treat him. Yeah. over and over again you see like how the other one feels resentful and and it actually makes sense it's not just like oh now we're just fighting yeah for the heck of it, you know yeah oh totally yeah uh there's definitely something to this one though it's weird also anytime i see tim meadows and he's been there's other movies that have done this ever since maybe like mean girls a little bit but like <laughs> hear him like <laughs> just swearing and stuff like that or like attacking somebody i it's like so i'm not ready I mean, for yeah, it at the end when he's like did you see that did you see what i did exactly. <laughs> he's so proud of himself yeah i was like oh i thought for a second there they were gonna bring him back i'm like no 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 this guy's not a good dude i was like he's like the the tony 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 and tony yeah um, i was like i was like don't trust this guy he's not he's yeah. you'll he'll um He'll betray you quickly. But speaking of betrayals, I do love that the guy they do bring on, that other rap artist, like later on, he kind of is, he goes a half hour over his, like yes. he's supposed to be on there, his set. And so Connor wants to go out and this rap artist is like, he's like, I'm going to, he's like, you better give me a bedpan because I'm never leaving this stage or whatever. <laughs> and so like, and like, so Connor goes out and basically tries to force him out. And when he finally does, you find out this, this guy, this like hunter hungry or whatever um, he says to him he like he's he basically says he reveals that he was a guy who kind of ruined one of his last shows he's like it was me i was the guy who pulled that prank on you he just he's like it was me and like he just says that and he like walks off and connor's like what what, wait what and he's like like i love to see like the power switch there because it's just yeah and again it's that thing of like having the opening act now the opening act is more popular than the main act and like you know like that yeah that was all really and like he's supposed to be like the underground rapper yeah you know like that because he hit the stuff he like raps is like really hardcore like compared to the sound of connor which is more poppy like it's really interesting like how they created the music to like really fit the characters and like what's going on yeah because i guess they had to write for him too right and um even the even before that (laughs) when the whole prank first happens which is i mean basically what is it? he has like a uh a, a unitard or like a leotard and he's trying to do like a costume change yeah and and in one of the costume changes he doesn't make the change so he's just in this like skin colored leotard and it looks like he's naked and you know, all this other stuff is going on. And I love how he comes backstage and he's like, maybe it was me. Nah, it wasn't. But what if it was? Like, yeah. his, his, like, facial expressions, it just cracks me up that whole back and forth. It's like, that's the moment when you're like, okay, can I trust this guy? And at first it's painted as like, he just, he's just the prankster. That's just what he does. But then you realize it's like more vindictive than that. You yeah. know, yeah, totally. Uh, I wish Christine it was a skin tight leotard because actually he's fully naked, but he has to he? adjust himself so that way he can make the switches. 
Oh, I and that's what it is. So people, so people see him and they're taking pictures and they like, there's making a bunch of jokes and they're like, it's okay, Connor. They didn't see anything. Connor's like, I wish they did see something. Yeah, yeah. He's like, <laughs> he's like really offended by. It. Like, I wish that would have been reactionary, and then he could have thrown that on his album. Like, he could have made like a whole song about that. And he'd be like, okay. No, trust me. Like, I'm a guy. Like, it was so like that moment. I was like, Oh my gosh. Uh, they got their use out of that one stadium, though, or whatever they were shooting in, because they kept, like, the, oh, the concerts are in the same they, places, yeah. it seemed like. Uh, but there were some other funny things, like, with them, um, when he, he's, they were talking about that they were, like, the two, like, two banditos or whatever, and they're, like, on stage, like, two big sombreros, and they're just kind of, yeah. like, dancing around. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's great. But then he, Connor talks later on, he's like, yeah, when I was in Spain... Like, I realized that everyone there pronounced their S's like a TH. So he's like, I made a whole song about that. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> he's an idiot. Like, yeah. and I mean, that's the thing. Like, they don't, like, his his character's just an idiot. It's like, my, one of my favorite lines when he's like, um, he's like, that's more than, he's like, whatever he says. He goes, he's like, no, don't worry. You're only up there for 10 seconds. And he goes, 10 seconds? That's already a third of the way to Mars. And he's like, 30 seconds to Mars is the name of a band, not a scientific fact. <laughs> I wanted that joke to be there, but with him not explaining it, because I got it. Like, right away, I was like, oh, God, he thinks it's 30 seconds to Mars. Yeah. And I was like, oh. And I was like, now you just need Jared Leto to show up. But there was no... No, no. Uh, but, it's but still like, I, I love that it's just like he he's just kind of dumb <laughs> like yeah. like and it's kind of like that's part of his character that's just who he is like he's not he's just like somebody who ended up getting thrown into startup but he isn't really that intelligent and like you know yeah it's pretty He's got like 32 people on his payroll, which I thought was also really funny uh, in the beginning because he's got like all these people for like hyper specific jobs and like there's like some guy who come and punch him and to remind him from where he's from or like yeah. whatever. And like that's like that guy's job. And it's like such a that's such a pop star thing that you hear about where it's like, oh, yeah, they've got a few people on the payroll. One person's job is to do this one thing. And that's right, all like they the, ever do. Take the red M&Ms out of the bowl or like, yeah, you know, yeah. all those things you hear. Yeah. Um, he says, like, there's the one guy he pays to be shorter than him. Yeah, the and that guy, guy, fun fact, when I watched this movie, I lost my mind because he is actually a recurring character in Buffy. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. And I was like, Wait, I know, I know this guy. Amazing. Pretty short. So <laughs> I can see why they put him. I hope that guy got paid a decent amount and they're like, all right, so you're going to be on the show. You're going to be in this movie and you're no speaking lines. You're just going to walk up and pose next to Andy for like maybe five minutes, 10 minutes, guys. Yeah, um, that's going to be about it. And like, <laughs> they're like, all right, here you go. Like that was, I love that. It was a forced perspective guy or perspective. Yeah, yeah, guy. yeah. Like I was like, yeah. that's very funny. Yeah. Like, that's but then, I mean, again, that comes to full circle at the end where he does the test because he's like, you can't be surrounding yourself with a bunch of yes men. Like nobody's telling you, that your music sucks. Nobody's like, nobody's helping you be successful when everyone's just saying, yeah, everything yeah. you do is great. And so he does the test where he makes the pancakes, yep. pancakes, waffles, whatever. And he basically puts like dog poop in them to see, will these people be honest with me and tell me that it sucks? Yeah. And of course they're like eating it and they're like, this is so great. And then the one other ex bandmate is like, this tastes horrible. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. And that's like, his, that's like, it's almost like a little kid test of like, this is how I know. This is my true friend. You know, it's like, that's how he has to like figure it out basically. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting that like you think in the beginning, like, oh, it's just a thing making fun of celebrities who hire people for these specific things. But then it actually becomes a plot point. Like, Oh, totally. To, you yeah, know? and it becomes the breaking point for that one bandmate, and yeah. then like, and Connor's like, "I put food on the table," and he's like, "Yeah, but like, this is the food, like, it's not the food." And he's, just like, he's like, "You know what, man? I've been too nice for too long. I'm out." Like, and I, I enjoyed that where he's kind of like, that was the breaking point. Like, he's like, I, he's like, "Why did you have to test me, dude?" Like, he's like, I don't "Yeah, know test yeah, me. right." Like, it shouldn't have happened, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I also love when he um just gives up and starts uh, drawing horses. Yeah. And selling them on eBay. Yeah, for eleven fifty. <laughs> He's like, not Connor for real numbers, but uh, you know. But he felt so good about yeah, it. Yeah, he got it. He didn't need the money anymore. He's fine. He's just watching cats and watching his mom's house, watching some Naruto or whatever's on the TV. I was like, oh my gosh, this is great. Um, 
Yeah, okay, but I could see, like, it's great to see your passion for this movie, uh, for a movie that wasn't, not a lot of people talk about, because, like, when you brought this up to me, I was like, I've never watched it. So yeah. it got me to watch something I probably wouldn't have watched otherwise. So for that, I thank you. Uh, so what did you think overall of it? Uh, like, yourself, were you like, oh, this was as bad as I thought it was going to be? Or were you like, nah, that's good. The one time was fine. And that was what I expected. And, you know. I'll say this. If I was hanging out with you in person, I would totally, I would watch it with you. I'd watch it with a fan again, because I would probably appreciate it much more. Again, comedies are so tricky because I, you know, in this day and age, it's so easy to watch stuff by yourself. And comedies are supposed to be meant to, like, watch with a group, yeah, you know, kind of thing. They're very subjective. Like, yeah. everyone's sense of humor is incredibly different. And, oh, like, I don't expect everyone to, like, I think humorous music is funny. Some people were just like, nah, I, w I wouldn't touch that. Like, I think that's silly. You yeah. know what I mean? So... Like I, I, and that's why I said before this, like I'm very picky about comedies because I just think it's a very subjective thing. So oh, totally. yeah. you hope you, I love when you like give someone a comedy and you're like, do you find it funny? I hope you find it funny. Are you laughing? Yeah, exactly. Like, like I feel like, and it's, I feel like that with any piece of art, like a game or movie and I like send it like, it's like I made it, but I didn't. And I like give it right? to someone, I'm like, did, did you like it? And they're like, well, you know, and it's, and then I think to myself, well, I didn't like make that Amazon like TV show, but like I still feel kind of responsible for sharing it with you. you, you know what so much, sure. Yeah, yeah. You, you want. I think it's like you find joy out of something, and you really hope that someone else also finds that joy. You yeah. know, okay. really all of it. Yeah, uh, but you ask a good question. I think I went in with very low expectations, and you know what? There were moments that superseded that, and there were moments that I enjoyed. I thought it was pretty good. All things considered, I don't think it, it does. I don't think it deserved to do as poorly as it did. I wonder, and this would have kind of maybe ruined the movie. I don't think making a PG thirteen and trying to sell it and market it more would have made it way more successful. <laughs> but I wonder if that was the issue, because um, I like this movie is very raunchy for like hyper specific moments. Like some mm -hmm. like R-rated movies do that the whole time. This one does it just like here and there. It's not throughout. It's more about the intelligence of the jokes of the songs. Yeah. And I think those moments are meant to be shocking, right? Because you're yeah. not so inundated with it the whole way through. Yeah. So like the the Osama Bin Laden song, you're like, <laughs> whoa. What? Yeah. Like I think you're supposed to have that reaction. Yeah, right? totally. That's what they want. Uh, so that's sort of thing. I think there was a lot more times where it was I was laughing because I was like shocked at like what they were tackling because I was like, oh, they would never do something like that in this film. And then they started doing that. And I'm like, I guess we're going here. Like I was like, you just kind of you have to be along for the ride yes. in a comedy and this one even more so. And I, again, I think it helps if you have any type of understanding of the music industry. And if you were like really into pop and rap and stuff and you see these people who are really prominent uh in in like this music and you see them giving like these little um kind of yeah. like little interviews and it's like oh my god they got you know such and such that's hilarious because yeah. if you don't you're like great and they like it edit people that. Yeah, yeah they edit stuff in it like award shows like they'll show like steven tyler somewhere but like they didn't get steven tyler to do an interview i like to right. think they asked him to do one and he was like like that i would have lost it if like steven tyler would have been sitting somewhere but like just like be like oh connor for real is the greatest thing ever like that would have been like for me i would have been like wow wow um but yeah no i thought it was pretty good i honestly think again you watch it with a group of people watch with people who love lonely island if you don't like lonely island though i would highly suggest you avoid it because it's it's yeah. like lonely island it's the movie. Yeah, yeah yeah like yeah yeah, I, I definitely agree. You have to be a big fan. But then again, that's the same way I feel about like with The Hobbit and like Lord of the Rings. I love Lord of the Rings and I probably wouldn't recommend The Hobbit to people if you didn't like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I'd be like, it's like, you're not going to love it. I love it, but you're not going to love it. It's okay. It's all right. But yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I really... <laughs> just having thoughts about The Hobbit now. I, like, Hobbit. I saw that in theaters. I can't remember how I felt about it. I do know growing up, The Hobbit was one of my favorite books in like book. elementary school through like junior high. But then, like, I watched the movie, and I... Yeah, what's I better than the movie? It just glossed... Like, I don't remember. 
That's yeah. Well, that's the problem. Like when you take a book, okay, you take a book that's like this big, and they're like make it into three films. Like I get three books, three films, like for Lord yeah. of the Rings, but then they're Hobbit. They're like, we're gonna stretch this out, and Peter Jackson's like, okay, okay, all right, okay, let me do this. Like Guillermo del Toro is gone. Okay, get, I'm I'm gonna do this. It's like, oh, I I don't envy that. Um, I shouldn't compare everything to Lord of the Rings, but I feel the same way though. Like when you said, kind of like giving this movie or kind of re- recommending it to me, where you're like, it's kind of like a piece of yourself. You're like, yeah. I love it. I hope you enjoy it as well. Yeah. But it like gives me more insight into the psyche of Christine. <laughs> I, I love it. No, this is good. This is it's just information. It's good to these are good things to know. That way I know like what things you like, you know. So that way if I ever one day when I become famous, I can be like, hey Andy, like you should we should go probably hang out with my friend Christine sometime at Disneyland. Uh like it might That would be a perfect day. Yeah, literally. and then I would and then I could like fade into the background and you wouldn't even <laughs> notice I was gone. Uh you'd be like, Oh what? Jimmy who? What? Uh, uh yeah, no, but I thought it was pretty entertaining. I was there are definitely moments though that stand out to me, um, both shocking and also very funny that I was like, Okay, good, because if a comedy can make me laugh a few times by myself that's pretty good because I yeah. think it's so much harder when you're sitting alone and you're just kind of yeah, like, I agree. watching a thing. Um, but yes, yeah, so again, this one of your favorite movies of all time, right? Yeah, it's it's up there. Okay, good. I just want that's why I want to make sure that you didn't you're not like well, it's like top ten or something like that. This is one I of mean, I would put it yeah. I mean, definitely one of my favorite movies of the last ten years. Okay. Um, and one of like. As far as comedy genre, it's like way up there for me. Sure. Yeah. Good. All right. Well, we we don't have all the time in the world, Christine, because we're both such busy people, and I don't want to. I don't want to take you and just talk because we could talk about this for hours. I feel like you. I feel like we're just. This is the opening salvo for you. Do you like, like to know the history? Like, of the lonely Island. Yeah, you're like, and here's my thesis and TED talk on the Lonely Islanders. And you're like, Andy Sandberg was born. And you're like, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> what have I done? What have I done? Um. We're going to do fast versions of the last two segments of the show. But okay. this next segment is the, sh- the segment that I like to call Time Killers. You know it, Christine. What have you been killing time with, huh? I have been playing a lot of Beat Saber. So, yes. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, like, Christine. I just, okay, so Amazing. here's the weird thing I bought this game months ago and kind of like played it a little bit, dropped off. I dropped off my PSVR for a bit, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah um literally like three or four days ago i was like all right let's let's give this a go and i am obsessed like i've been playing every night after work like i am nailing the hard level i actually finished a couple expert level finished not saying i did really great but (laughs) it's a tough game but um Oh man, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm absolutely loving it. And then I have also been playing an old old game that I've never played before. Um, Vampire: The Masquerade Bloodline, which came out like 2000, and <laughs> you're just laughing at me. I love it. 2000 something. It's one of these games where like people love it and claim it's like such a good RPG, and I just really wanted to know why yeah. i mean it, it's no secret i like the idea of vampires love buffy and stuff like that I like so buffy. i was like <laughs> i was like okay that already has my attention yeah but i was just like why do people still this game is like 17 years old why are people still talking about it and loving it and there's a sequel coming out i think this year yes. um so i was like this is today's the day we're gonna jump into this so i've been playing it on and off and it's actually really good good it's kind of janky because it's, yeah, it's a little older. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. But the voice acting is really good, and the story is actually really interesting. So I'm like, I'm getting it now. Like, I feel like I'm understanding why people love it so much. Yeah. Have you decided? Have you looked into vampire at all? Vampire, vamp. This was the why. I have, and I heard eh things about it, but I do know that it's it's been on sale a lot lately. Mm-hmm. So I figure, like, you know, I could probably pick it up at a sale price. I've heard that. Um, what they had like the idea behind it is strong but how they actually executed it was not great so it's fine i actually got all the way through it i got way more into it later on because i just went full like i'm just gonna kill anybody who gets in my way like kind of thing cool. i was like and they just start like feasting on people and it's there's like a lot of like risk reward type things because it's that yeah. kind of studio um but uh i think you might enjoy it if it's on sale heavily i think you might might get a kick out of it so yeah oh did you try rap god on beat saber yet no Oh, it's ridiculous. 
Uh, I mean, yeah, there's, I only just started playing the 90 degree levels that I didn't even realize you could do where the notes, it switches and the notes are all coming at you from, it's crazy. <laughs> I have a hard enough time with it coming head on. That's like me, that's like me trying to play rock band in a mirror. Like, I'll just be like <laughs> I can do this. Uh, I can play say it ain't so almost by not looking at it, but I can't, I'm not going to do it like that. Okay, that's fine. All right, so you've been you've got some stuff going on. That's good. Uh, mine's pretty brief. Um, just uh, going through Gears of War and Valkyria Chronicles Four. Valkyria Chronicles, I love it. Uh, yeah. And last but not least, I'm at the very very end of Fuller House, and for some odd reason, I love that show. What? I, I yes. Why? Why? Because you know what? Some of the writing on that show, they nailed it. Some of the I actually get a good laugh out of almost every episode. At least one. At least one. Some I don't know what it is. There's some Who's paying you? No one's paying me. I sorry, Netflix doesn't Netflix isn't paying me. I really enjoy it. And it's like the very it's like season five, so it's the very ending of all of it now. Uh and yeah, some of it isn't as great, um, or maybe as strong as like the original show. But I don't know. Uh it's there's clearly some talent there and there's some really, really good actors on there who I just think I'm I'm like interested to see what they go do next. Now that they're not going to do this anymore, because sitcoms sure. could go on forever, you know. But yeah. uh, and Netflix for a show to go more than like two or three seasons on Netflix is always interesting to me. Yeah, you know, because I'm like they usually give them two seasons and they're like you're done, like you know. So, yeah, we'll see. Anyway, um, that's it for Time Killers. Let's move into my last personal favorite segment of the show, which is community feedback and questions. And Christine, we have some questions for you. Are you ready? I'm ready. You're ready? Okay. Are you sure? I don't know. These these are pretty hard ones. Okay. I'm an open book, so absolutely. First question is, uh, Missile Mage on Discord asks, can we talk about how Brother Bear is the most underrated Disney movie? Uh, we can, but I have nothing to say about it because I've never seen it. You've never seen Brother Bear? Sorry. <laughs> oh, you got to see Brother Bear. You got Disney Plus. That's your homework. Uh, okay. I okay. can make that homework. He also said, also Brave is awesome. Have you seen Brave? I have. Okay, yes. seen Brave. Uh, yeah, you know, it's interesting because I think um, it, it does get a bit of representation in the parks. I yes, mean, Pretty is in a lot of the parades and oh, she's man. a great character and um, she's, it's actually part of the fireworks happily ever after, though to be fair, everything's part of that <laughs> ever after. Um, but at the same time, you don't see a lot of merch. You don't see a lot of like, I don't know. I think it is a really good, strong movie and maybe Meredith's just like a good character. So they yeah. cling to that. Um, but yeah, I, I really liked Brave, but I haven't seen it. God, I saw it in theaters and then I saw it like one more time after that and I haven't seen it since. So I haven't really, I'm with you too. I haven't really seen it for a long time. I think I saw it in the theaters and then after that, the weird thing about Brave is it's like a mother daughter movie, but they didn't market it that way. It was more of like, what if this redheaded, you know, archer was fighting a bear and like, yeah. you know, it wasn't like, and it's Pixar. So, you know, there's going to be some sort of kind of emotional family tie thing. Right. But uh, I just, I, maybe that was the problem. And it was like one of like Walt Disney's maybe original kind of, or ideas from way back that they pulled forward. Mm -hmm. uh, but I know every time I bring this up, everybody wants to hear this. So I, I'm going to do it for you guys once, but if you could change your fate, would you? Uh, <laughs> you like that? That's way better than anything I could do. I'm not going to try it. I'm waiting. You know what, Pixar? Call me up or Disney Animation Studios. I'd I'd love to be. I'd love to be in your films. Uh, he brought up Jump In too. Have you ever seen Jump In? I've never seen Jump In. No. Okay. Apparently that's I a Disney. Know what it is. Now I'm trying to think. Look up Jump In. Jump in. I there's I, I was playing Disney like I don't know if it's a Trivial Pursuit with my family basically, but there's so much live action Disney stuff that I have. I don't know. Yeah. No clue. Like it's yeah. just nothing i know that's nothing. definitely where my knowledge just like drops off yeah i just do not know yep nope and then like the second one was all about their like straight to dvd sequels and i was like you've lost me so much i'm like oh I'm god speaking of on <laughs> on, uh -oh. <laughs> um, on rob's patreon discord he does this like They'll watch different Disney movies oh, streaming. Yes. And he got me to watch the Hunchback sequel. Yes. It was awful. Yeah. I don't even yeah. know. In my head, it's not even canon. I don't even care. <laughs> the animation was abysmal yeah. like if you side by side, like just look up, just look up both movies and like side by side a character or something. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. I haven't seen it. 
uh, no. I can't believe I tried you've to, before. I'm surprised. I actively avoided it for decades. Okay, okay. <laughs> and then the only reason I chose to do it, he was like, everyone's asking you to come on and watch it. And I said to him, I'll do it, but I'm not going to like it. And yeah. I was I didn't like it. <laughs> Did you guys also watch like some sort of like Cinderella three? And it was like a time they traveling watched movie. That. Yeah, I wasn't there for that one. Is but Cinderella yes. three about time travel? Apparently, pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah, I recently watched through the uh, Aladdin sequels, and man, those are pretty good. Yeah, but Return of Jafar is. It took me so long to get through that one, but then uh, Forty Thieves is so much better, and it's not just yeah. because Robin Williams is back, but like that movie's got some really good songs in it, and yeah. it just moves at a quick clip. But for some odd reason, Turn of Jafar is like... I think they're both, comparatively to other sequels, stronger than most oh, of the sure. other sequels. Yeah. No question. I still have to go watch the old Aladdin TV show, uh, which I thought oh, was pretty I good, too. There was, like, a bad guy who was, like, a little tiny volcano man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember his name, but I remember thinking yeah, that was pretty cool. I was like, whoa. Name. Like, I remember seeing this stuff because I didn't have cable as a kid. I'd go to the Disney parks and, like, in the like the beach club they'd have that on like a ch- i was like aladdin's got a tv show i was like what and maybe it was on like regular tv too but i never knew about this stuff and i was like what the heck maybe, like, I don't know. maybe. I don't yeah uh i gotta finish gargoyles oh man okay one day that's okay all right last question we're gonna go through it real quick here all right this comes in from fragment he says has there ever been a moment in real life where in a conversation someone low-key trashes on a game you hold near and dear to your heart he said for him <laughs> that game was destiny an example is while my uh, work and my supervisor was asked about if they liked Halo and if he thinks that they would ever make an open world Halo game. His answer was, well, they kind of did. It's called Destiny, but that game just fell flat. I wanted to step in and explain to him how much the game has changed and evolved since its first release. Emotion stirred. I was not mad, but the urge <laughs> to give this epic speech in the great name of Destiny hit me. Would love to hear your accounts, if any. Any games you people have trashed on besides me? Those yeah, so Rob loves to trash on Dark Souls all the time, so I just have to quietly he, he has to bait me. Is sure. really <laughs> um, so I just I hold it inside. Um, one day, one of these days, I'm just gonna show up at his house and just be like, "Sit down, we're talking for three hours, and tell you about how amazing Dark Souls is." Um, I think the other one is that that gets a lot of flack is Bioshock Infinite. And I always have to stop myself from like going into why I think that's such an amazing game. And 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 the argument against it's always like, eh, the combat was okay. And I'm like, okay, and everything else was amazing. <laughs> like, here's why. But like, I constantly see that game get knocked all the time. And yet everyone forgot that Bioshock 2 is a thing, which I'm not saying was a bad game, but as far as the trilogy goes, I think it's the worst of the three. Yeah. Yeah, game somehow just gets a pass. Nobody talks about it. Yeah. But Infinite, everyone like has something to say. And I just think that game is so brilliant. Cool game. And I agree with so, you. Yeah. So I, I I think I think for me when games get negative feedback based on one aspect of the entire thing, that's where I get a little because I'm like, I can agree with you that I think that that one part maybe could have been better, but I think when 85% of the game is like amazing. I don't think it's fair to be like, well, I didn't like that one thing. Yeah. So it's just not a good game. Totally. You know? Totally. That's a good, that's a good account. Um, For me, I don't know. I don't really have that hot, like too often. I think like for me, I always have to, I'm like a Gears of War apologist. Like a lot of people are like, that game is just for bros and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like there's a good lore to it. There's like some interesting stuff. It's kind of scientific. Uh, and it's, man, it is so satisfying to chainsaw through things. Uh, yeah, I know you're more of like a PlayStation person for the most part, right? I had a 360 okay. back in the day. Okay, but... I don't think, I don't know why Gears never, maybe because it was very marketed as a bro-y thing. And it probably, yeah. Don't, don't get me wrong, I played Doom to no end, so yeah. it's not like I'm against bro-y marketing. Yeah. <laughs> but something about Gears just didn't, I think the marketing just didn't hit with me. And that's why I never played yeah, that's why we need to just, you know, throw down together someday and I'll be like, I can show you. I'll be like, it's a whole new world. 
just like chainsawing. Yeah, just that's what you had to say to me because my brain was like, well, I like to chainsaw things in Doom, so maybe I would like to chainsaw. Oh, chainsaw! Oh my gosh, I've had so many people who see the game and they're like, oh my god, you chainsaw? That's disgusting. And then they try it and they're like, I want to do that again. And I'm like, that's right, we're all sadists inside. Um, (laughs) Yes, I love it. And it's against these creepy like aliens, but they're from underground, so not really aliens. It's a whole thing. Uh, but yeah, so Gears. Um, and I, I did want to mention this at the very end because I said I'd bring it up. PlayStation 5, uh, as we wrap up here, quick thoughts. I know Demon Souls you're probably really excited about. Yes, but I think that the two things that I did, well, Demon Souls I danced in my seat for because <laughs> I was watching by myself on my computer, but I was talking to people on Discord. Um, I also very excited for the Miles Morales Spider-Man, even though there seems to be a back and forth on yeah. Is it, what is it? Is it a standalone? Is it a expansion? Is it something like um, uh, what was that Uncharted game? Lost that Legacy. Came- That's it's which is like a, a, yeah. It's like it was like a forty dollars game, but it's still pretty lengthy. Still pretty good. Um, there seems to be somebody was saying one thing, yeah, and then Sony Games saying the other thing. Um, but I was really excited for that. It looked beautiful. Um, and Resident Evil Eight. Obviously. Oh yeah, Resident Evil. Yeah. Which I am such a dork that I knew what it was from the font they used at the very beginning when they say something like "history comes to an end." Oh sure. The font is a Resident Evil font. Oh cool. So I just knew the first two seconds. I was like, "It's Resident Evil." Everyone was like, "I don't know," and I was like, "No, it definitely is." And then somewhere in the little like flashes of things, there's also a flash of the umbrella symbol, and I was. Wow. just... I know, I know it's going down. They're trying to pull a Resident Evil 7 where they're like, it's not, but it is. Yeah. And I'm really, really, like, I was wiggling. I was wiggling like this when I was watching the whole thing. I was very excited. I think it's the stream's fault because I thought it looked like a budget, like, ripoff of or of like uh, Resident Evil 7 because it didn't look, like, right away, it looked kind of weird. And I was like, is this going to be the new Resident Evil? I'm like, oh, it doesn't look like it has the budget behind it. And then when you, like, see the actual video later on that, like, streams yeah. better, you're like, Oh, okay. Like yeah. this is clearly that. Um, but yeah, New so Horizon. I, New Horizon looks dope. Yeah, I just want to see the gameplay, man. I know. And Stray, the one with the cat, the cat with the backpack. I mean, how can that <sighs> the cat with the backpack? I will stand here and I will say I do not like the cat with the backpack. But I'm like the only person who's going to fight against the cat games. It's the made. most like realistic looking cat I've ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I don't like it, Christine. I don't want to play. Oh, yuck! Uh, get it out of here. Let me play as a tiger. For goodness' sakes, I get it. We at my cat, and we were like, "How do we get a backpack on her?" I've seen your pictures with it on a leash. Uh, yes, my husband's like, I don't think she'll like that. I was like, I don't care. I'm getting her backpack. I'm gonna put little notes in it and then send them up and down to his office, and then you know, like a messenger cat. I'm gonna do it. I didn't think I could dislike cats more, but you've proven me wrong today. That's okay. No, I'm glad you love your cat. You're gonna put it, make it a carrier pigeon. Uh, <laughs> uh, shout out quick to Beaten Down Brian, who's really excited about Gran Turismo Seven, one of the few games that actually showed off gameplay. Uh, you know what? They showed off a racing game, and they actually showed it, and I'm I respect it, it for that. It's beautiful. I'm not a big racing game person, but I kept saying, "Wow, this just looks crazy good." I always so. feel like the next gen has to launch with a racing game to be like, "Look at how sexy this car really looks. It's real, yeah. isn't it?" You can touch it, and you're like, "Oh yeah, you're right." And they actually it was like kind of boring gameplay. It's like 30 seconds uncut, and I was like, "But they showed it," and I was like, "Good on you, good on you." And Ratchet and Clank. If the compression doesn't kill you in that stream, I mean, if you go back and watch the videos, it looks really cool. It's like, too, yeah. I want yeah. it to be, I want it to be good. Um, and they also announced a new Pokemon Snap today, which I might be one of the only people who cares about it, but I am excited. You're not a Pokemon? Oh, well, I wasn't. But people in my Discord are very excited, so it's not just you. Yes. They were talking about it today. I was, um, I was streaming that the other day. Original Pokemon Snap, over 20 years old. Never played a Pokemon game. Can you believe it? I believe it. And you know what? I don't hold anything against you for it. That's okay. If, if if it's not, if it doesn't speak to you, you can't play every game. Someone said that to me today. You just you just can't. Uh, I wish I could though. <laughs> you're I don't like, I, just quit your, just start slow, like slowly changing the channel. You're like, on this episode, we're gonna talk about a video game the whole time. People be like, where's the Disney stuff? Start with a Disney game, like the Disneyland Connect game. Magic, Magic Kingdom, and yeah. yeah, there you. Oh, there you go. Perfect. You got it. You got your. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well. You know, Christine, this is so much fun. I could talk to you for hours and hours, but I don't want to. I don't want to keep you and just like talk about why Demon Souls Remaster or Remake will be the greatest thing of all time, well, because I know so many people are excited about it. I hope. I hope it's good. I hope it's really good. I hope people are excited. But um, I think we should wrap up the show there. Unless there's anything else you would like to say, 
Any other feelings you want to get out? Express a thing that isn't completely Disney related. Get that moment. <laughs> um, I'm really excited about The Last of Us 2, which I pre-ordered. And my friend actually works at Naughty Dog. Ah. So I am, yeah, he's a developer over there. Cool. So it's, I feel like I can like support him in a weird way. I yeah. get very excited when I play their games. And at the end in the credits, I look for his name. Aww. He's my friend Ed. So every time I see him, I go, there's Ed. Ed. I get very um so yeah very very excited for that that's that's like a couple of days from now yeah it is so close yeah it's very close yeah you'd be able I to just away from all the spoilers you know i know people were leaking things that's shut right. it down so no spoilers okay. here it was i'm sorry it was all a dream that's why i always tell people and someone's like is there spoilers i'm like yes they found out it was all a dream and they're like oh come on i always wanted that I like harry potter to end that way he like woke up in the stairs and he was like that would be the most <laughs> But he's like, I'm still 11, and I'm never going to Hogwarts. Um, you're welcome. I just figured out how to, to tie up the entire Harry Potter mythos in a nice little bow. Um, yeah, anyway, I still want to ride Hagrid's uh, one of these days, I will. Uh, but anyway, thank you for everybody for watching. I appreciate it. If you have any questions or topics for future shows, all you have to do is tweet the hashtag Critical Podcast. You can tweet our official account, which is at GoCritical, or at me, I'm at JimmyGood013. But if they want to tweet at you, Christine... Where would they tweet? <laughs> you can tweet me at IvyWinterYT. Um, I'm also on Instagram, IvyWinter. Yeah, dude, Instagram. Get that Instagram game going. I'm trying to do more stuff on there, too. It's fun. I like a visual medium a little bit more. That's my thing. Uh, thanks to everybody who's watching. Thank you to everybody who's donating their time over on Twitch to just watch along as I play through games and to those donating to us over on Patreon. I appreciate it greatly. But instead of donating this week or asking you to donate any of that, please, please, please go check out if you have any interest in Disney or just Christine's face in general. <laughs> go check out Ivy Winter's channel. Uh, it's I really do enjoy it. I do watch pretty much everything you put out. Uh, and I, I really like it because like it's just a it's a genuine uh, enthusiasm that I like to I think that I exude as well and I like to you know also kind of foster that in others so you do a great job with that and for someone who can't even be in the parks for the parks that are closed down right now you still I make that stuff happen uh, <laughs> but one of these days Animal Kingdom after hours Christine it's, oh I'm doing it it's amazing yeah. you'd, you'd love it you'd be like it's you're just like walking into Pandora. You're like, oh my gosh, am I in World of Warcraft? Like my sister was like, I can't even. It's just like, I was like, yeah, this is really good. Uh, but Christine, again, thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for dealing with Andy Samberg for uh, a couple. Of you, Christine, we're friends. I deal with anything for you. That's just what <laughs> it's my pleasure. I can't wait to make you watch or play through all the Pokemon games. So I'm just kidding. No, that's that's not fair. That's not fair. No, I would never make you do that. I would never make you do that. The next five years of my life. Yeah, exactly. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, totally. Well, again, everybody, thank you so much. And until next time, just remember to adapt and overcome. Bye.